Hello, my name is Jerry Durham, and I want to welcome you to my podcast, What's Best for the Patient is Best for the Business. This podcast was put together for you, the healthcare practice owner, and wants to achieve success in your healthcare practice and turn this practice, this clinic, into a business. So if you want growth and scalability that drives financial performance, all three of those don't always come together. But if you want that, then you've come to the right place. I'm here to help you be most successful in your healthcare practice and turn it into a business. Cheers. Thanks for coming. All right. Welcome back. Jerry Durham here. What's best for the patient is best for the business podcast. We are neck deep in the art and science of selling in healthcare series here on the podcast. And like I said, it's just going to keep going. And as I said, at the end of last one or the one before I was like, Hey, wait a minute. This is what I think we're going to do next. I turned up. I did a couple, right? I had some stuff written out, like the order I wanted to go. And I said, yeah, the art of the first phone call sell. And after I got done with that last episode, I'm like, oh, that's only part one. This is really, um, so we got, we're on to part two of the art of the first phone call sell. And there may be part three and four. You know, this is what's funny about this. It's the art. So it's hard to put measures on. It's hard to put your hands on it. It's hard to see. It's hard to touch and feel, right? The science side of it. I got a five-step process. Boom. Acknowledge. Boom. Get the problem. Boom. Expectations, right? Boom, boom, boom. Then the art is like, well, do this. And everybody's like, well, I kind of get it. And I'm like, cool, you're getting it. So we're going to go deeper on this art part because you got to keep hearing it. And as long as you go, okay, I get what he's saying. And then you've got to do it. And you've got to listen. You've got to commit yourself and your team to doing it. Step one is doing it. Step two is listening and debriefing and reflecting and talking about it. That is the only way you will be successful at this. If you just say, hey, listen to this podcast and go do it, they're not going to get it done, right? It is what it is. It, I'm not going to lie. It took me like 12 years to get here, right? Just kept doing all this shit. I don't expect anybody to get this overnight, nor should you expect to get it overnight, nor should you expect your team to get it overnight. But damn, what you should all do is go, okay, I see where you're coming from here. There's this side. And that's what I wanted to do with part one, because at the end of part one, I guarantee a bunch of people went, what the fuck just happened there? Go back and listen to it a few times, right? I tried, wanted to keep it high level, right? So part one was really about this acknowledgement, this permission-based questions, this the person who asks the most questions is in control of the conversation. The person who speaks the least is in control. So I'm going to go over more of that higher part of that first phone call and give you an example like I did. Now, as promised, and the idea I gave myself on where to go next is we can get in a little deeper into these steps so you guys can hear this conversation come together, okay? So one thing I notice when I do my secret callers and when I listen to calls, right, the A number one, right? So what do I do? I start at the beginning and I'm like, how is this call set up for success from the beginning? It's the, right? It's the ecosystem of your business. It's the first phone calls lost. It's either gained or lost in the first one minute, right? Are you in control of the conversation? Are you in the moment? Are you listening? Here's something cool I've learned about that acknowledgement step that I told you guys about that I've referred back to, which is interesting because if you think about it, I made acknowledgement part of the science right? Because it's step one. But really, where it really comes into play is the art of the conversation, right? It becomes a tool you use in the conversation to maintain control of the conversation, 
but also to make sure the person on the other end of the phone or across from you knows that it's all about them, right? So there's a couple of things. I'll tell you the third thing that I learned with this acknowledgement. So I learned right about acknowledgement and where it fits in all this. And I started training people in it. And then I started listening to calls and I would listen to people before they acknowledge right before they were doesn't mean they weren't acknowledging but before the training and after the training so right picking up the phone saying the name get going what i found is right consistently when people embrace that acknowledgement part is they become in the moment in the conversation now think about that for a second because i'm going to tell you this happens to a lot of you and i hear it on a lot of the calls where the person in the office picks up the phone and you're like, holy fuck, what are they doing? Because it takes them like five, 10, 15 seconds to actually sound like they're listening to you and they're ready to take the call. So part of this art of the conversation is being ready and prepared and in the moment for the phone call. You have to, if you are stuck at the front desk and you are in charge of managing people across from you and doing billing and taking these first patient phone calls, then you've got a very, very, very difficult road ahead of you, right? Because every time that phone rings, it is the potential to be a $1,500 or $2,000 or $800 paying customer. And you are the entry point to the business. And if you are not in the moment and ready to manage someone who potentially is going to spend $2,000 on a course of care, $800, $600, $3,000 on a course of care, then you are not filling your role as the entry point to the business. Now, I'm not blaming you. I'm just telling you it's not happening, right? And that's because you've been thrown into that role or someone said you have to do all 12 of these things. You know, and yes, it's on the owner. Yes, it's on the practice manager. Yes, it's on the person who didn't create the systems and the training and the enlightenment of how important that first phone call is. It's on them. But you are the entry point to the business, the person answering the phone, and you're responsible for a course of care because there is no course of care without you. There is no course of care without you completing this cell cycle number one and moving this person onto cell cycle number two so the provider can be successful on getting agreement on a plan of care and then getting a completed plan of care. It all starts with you, the furthest upstream. So this acknowledgement, again, allows you the opportunity to take a deep breath, right, and get in the moment for this call. As soon as you hear, do you take my insurance, right? Can I get scheduled? Oh, I have low back pain. Can you help me? Oh, I have some questions for you. You got to be ready to hit the ground running when that phone rings. 60% of the time, the person who picks up the phone when I'm listening or I'm doing a secret caller is not prepared for a new patient call. So I'm like, just imagine every time that phone rings, it's a new patient call, simple enough. And everybody's going to tell me how busy they are and how difficult it is. And I get it. I've been doing this forever. I did it, right? I get it. Yet that's not an excuse. So the owners and the practice managers and you folks out there, you got to be thinking about how to set this entry point to the business up for success. And those of you doing it, right, need to have a conversation with other people saying, look, we've got to create some space and some time, right, around these new patient calls. And then the other thing you can do as the person doing the work, you can just start practicing some of this regardless. And when that phone rings, be ready to acknowledge every single phone call. I will guarantee you more than anything else. If you just go in, when that phone rings and you're ready to acknowledge, that means you're listening, right? And acknowledgement means repeating back. I love this. It's literally just repeating back what you heard. Hi, my name is Jerry. I want to get scheduled for physical therapy. Well, hello, Jerry. In case you missed it, you know, my name's Bill. 
And I'm glad you called us here at ABC Physiotherapy. And I'm glad you got me because I can definitely work with you and make sure that we're the best fit for you to get you onto the schedule. So here's what I'd like to do next, right? And you're just slowing down and you're reminding yourself what's got to happen here, right? You're not saying I have to acknowledge because you already did it. Now you're like onto the problem, onto the expectations, onto the expert, onto the hour with the expert. How are you going to pay? Let's recap this, right? That's it. So that acknowledgement not only helps you to make sure the person on the other end of the phone knows that they are the center of this call. It helps you to get centered and in the moment around the call. And that's where it all starts. And I'm going to tell you, I listen to calls, man, every day. And I'm like, most calls are lost in the first 30 seconds to a minute. You know what people do here a lot? Let me tell you this, the art of the first phone call sell, right? So we just start at the beginning, right? They'll get the acknowledgement down. They'll go a little fast. Here's what a lot of people do. They turn that get the problem into this, one of these two, and both of these are incorrect. And I'll tell you why. So Jerry, I'm glad you called us here at ABC Physio, and I'm happy to get you on the schedule, right? I want to make sure I have the expert for you. So they do all that. And they can go, so Jerry, tell me what's going on. <clears throat> Wrong. So Jerry, tell me your story. <clears throat> Wrong. That's, we don't need what's going on, and we don't need their story. Their story is for the um, hour-long evaluation. People do this so often, and they think they're doing the right thing with this. And I'm like, no, because why you just gave up control of the conversation. Think about that, right? Everybody knows. Well, damn, I hate doing this because every time I ask for their story, they talk. And I'm like, yeah. Every time I say what's going on, they just start talking. Yeah, right? So part of this art and the acknowledgement Again, is taking control, asking that permission-based question, and then asking better questions, shall we say. I don't want to say specific, because it's not what are your goals, what's your problem. Better questions. So, Jerry, tell me why it is you're calling me here today, right? What led you to this phone call today? Well, I want to get scheduled for physical therapy. I have some low back pain. Good, right? You definitely have called the right place, you know, and I can make sure um, we're going to be the best fit for you. And I have the expert yet. We got to go a little deeper into this. You know, I'm curious. What is it you've done, right? What is it that's, you know, that set you up with this low back pain? Oh, okay. Yeah, about four weeks ago, I was at the gym. This is what we want, not 30. Because by the way, here's the deal. I tell people this all the time. When you say what's going on or tell me your story, when they start telling you their story, you lost control because you lost the right to course correct them. You gave up that right. If I ask you what caused this back pain and you start going, well, about 30 years ago, and I go, oh, I still, I've earned the opportunity to course correct it. Oh, Jerry, about 30 years ago. Oh, our old bill about 30 years ago. Oh, Jerry, I'm so sorry. I know I asked you what caused you to call today, but I'm curious what that information is going to be very, very important for your expert I get you set up with, right? During the evaluation. Today, I need to know what has led you to the call today, right? Was there a flare up? Is there a new injury? Right. And so you can even further break it down to get them more focused on what you need. That, that right there will save you more time and energy than anything else. And that is big part of the art of the conversation, how you ask the questions. Again, I'm only going to say it twice because we're never going to say it again is tell me your story and tell me what's going on is completely wrong. Everybody does it. And what happens, the owners, the practice managers, front desk manager, yeah, just find out what's going on. Get their story. I'm like, get their story, 
Well, it started way back, right? That's a Beastie Boys song, by the way. Yeah. And so again, and then we go, and then all they do is talk. And it's because we haven't told people, we say, get their story, find out, but they don't have the context. Again, they don't have the five step intake process, right? They don't know what is the goal of this question. Every, everything you ask, everything you say on this phone call has an objective and a goal, right? I acknowledge, I told you this whole thing I started at the beginning, I acknowledge to achieve about three things. I then ask permission-based questions to make sure we can go in the direction I want to go. And if not, then I'm prepared to go the opposite direction. And then we keep building in the order I gave you guys, right? The five-step order, because we need those things in order to do the next thing. I need the problem to be solved because then I want to know their expectations around what they've done to solve that problem before. Then I use the problem to be solved and the expectation to sell the expert, right? Blah, 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 blah. So it must be in this order. So if someone wants to go out of this order and talk about costs first, when it's actually what, you know, it's in the fourth step, right? That throws a wrench into my system. So I got to redirect. And even if we talk about cost first, it's because I allowed it. I love that, right? I'm in control of this. So Jerry, let me tell you what I'd like to do next. Will that work for you? No, I just want the cost, right? It took you through this in the last one. Okay, cool. You got your card? Boom. Because I'm going to get right through it so I can get back to the problem, to the expectations, to the value part of the conversation. Got to make sure they know what they're, right? What are they going to invest their time, money, and energy in? Not just that first visit, but what is it? The expert is going to get them back to the gym and, and make sure they understand what's causing all these problems, blah, 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 right? That's why it must go in this order. And so, again, starting with that acknowledgement, there's a lot of art <laughs> and that's science to that step. But yeah, it works great during the rest of the call too, right? Oh, I heard my back at the gym about four weeks ago. Oh, that's unfortunate. Sorry to hear that. So what happened? Oh, I was deadlifting, right? And it felt a pop and man, it was really bad. It went down both my legs and I might, I'll put, I'm just writing by the way, right? I heard at gym, deadlifting, pain down both legs. And then um, what have you been doing for the last four weeks? You know, I tried some stretches. I tried some ice. I tried some meds and I'm going to put stretching ice meds, but they didn't really help. Well, there's some expectations. Don't tell them to rest. Don't tell them to take meds. Don't tell them um, to ice. I said, it didn't really help. And then what have you done that's helped it since then, right? And they might say, well, you know, I do some gentle exercises. And every time I move after those, it feels better. Oh, great. That's going to be really important for your expert if we get you scheduled up here for you to share with them, right? I put down, they have exercises that are important to them that have helped. You don't want to start taking those away. That's their expectations again. Then I might ask, right? Have you had this pain in the past? And I'm asking this because I just want to know if they've had any experience with treatment that helped or didn't. Yeah, I saw a massage therapist right in the past. Oh, was it helpful? Yeah, very helpful. Boom, hands on, right? And I'm just acknowledging. So the point of that was acknowledging, and I didn't even realize when I was just doing it, we're moving through the conversation. I'm getting expectations by acknowledging, oh, four weeks ago, right? Oh, you know, oh, so the hands-on helped. Yes, hands-on helps, right? So tell me, um, you know, what are you expecting? So you hurt the back four weeks ago, right? You can't go to the gym. That's really important to you. You're having pain in the morning for 30 minutes. You've had some hands-on care in the back that was helpful, but obviously didn't solve your problem. Something like that. Some people aren't going to want to save that, but I might say that didn't solve your problem. So, and you're calling us today, by the way, this next question is huge. And you're calling us today. Yeah. 
So you're looking for bigger solutions. So tell me, what is it you expect from us? Right? Well, I'm expecting someone to tell me what the problem is and the exercises I need to do and give me some things to do at home. And I'm like, kaboom, right? Because that's what I'm going to sell in two more steps after I tell him the expert. So he just told me that what I'm going to say later, I need to be very slow and purposeful, not explain, but just make sure he understands that he's going to get an expert who will tell them, right, what the problem is. And then we'll give him a plan with exercises back to the gym and get rid of that morning pain. So all through that acknowledgement and those permission-based questions that move me through this conversation. Let me back this up one because many of you are thinking, so, you know, Jerry, tell me what you're expecting from us. I really don't know. That's another huge save. When you get those, you should get a bonus on the spot. You should get like lunch or something, dinner, 50 bucks, because you just prevented someone from showing up. I went into this last time who doesn't know what to expect, right? It's a rare day. Any of us show up places not knowing what to expect. And when we do, it feels awkward as we're going there. It's awkward. When we get there, it's awkward. As we start moving through the process, whatever it is, by the way, anything, anything, it doesn't matter. Anything. I'm thinking going out to dinner, showing up somewhere, look for shoes, right? It doesn't matter. If we don't really know what to expect, it's a little awkward. When it comes to our health and am I in the right place and I'm paying a lot of money for this, it gets insanely awkward, right? So when someone says, I really don't know, it's like ka-ching, right? Because then I'm going to ask more questions. Well, if you you know really don't know, how are you thinking we can help you? Oh, well, well, here's what I think. Boom, expectations. We have all as providers had that patient sitting across from us in the eval. Why are you here? I don't know. My doctor sent me. That needs to get caught on the first phone call. Not to not schedule that person, but to set expectations around what to expect. And then boom, you guys deliver it and you can't lose. So we go from someone going, I don't know why I'm here to, well, I know why I'm here. And then it gets delivered on a valid day. And it was like, I was told that's why I'm here. This is cool. It's going exactly how I was told. This is a good place. Yeah, my friends, it is interesting as heck. So again, asking these things will get, right? The, these questions are to draw out these answers. They're, they're going to tell me exactly what we need to do, at least to start the process. Or they're going to tell me they have no idea and I can go a little deeper and make sure I set the expectations. Well, you know what I was hoping was A, B, and C. And it may be three things you don't do. Now, maybe you don't put them on the schedule today. Maybe you promise them a callback. Maybe you promise a callback with the provider because you're like, we don't do those three things. You might not say that, but you say, look, I hear what you're saying, Jerry. You know what? I'm looking at an expert here, Dr. Jane Doe, that I believe is the best fit for you. I think you two need to have a conversation around these things you shared with me because I'm not exactly sure how that works here. And I want you to talk to your expert to find out if we are the best fit for you. By the way, you just kicked the trust level up 300, right? To 11 on a zero to 10 volume scale, right? Again, I'm acknowledging, I'm asking the question, and then I'm listening to the answer. So hopefully what you've noticed in this part two episode is without me saying it, is it's all listening. It's ask the better question and then listen for the answer and then respond to that. That's acknowledgement, by the way. I, you don't even, oh my God, my friends, the number of secret callers I've known where people ask me a question and I answer and they never acknowledge any of it, none of it. And you're just going through checking boxes and the person on the other end knows you're checking boxes, which makes you just like everybody else, which means no shows, cancels, expectation set. I don't know. Expectations managed. No idea. We don't know what their expectations are. They're scheduled for physical therapy at 1030. What's physical therapy? I don't know. We didn't ask them. 
That's the other thing. People call to schedule physical therapy. Sometimes I like to just stop them and say, what's your definition of physical therapy? I want to make sure we're the right place for you. You and I both know 99% of the time we are going to be the right place, but you just help to build that trust, decrease the uncertainty. Did I call the right place? By the way, what else I love? A lot of people say, well, physical therapy, it's all the same. Another opportunity for you to jump in. Oh, well, I... That's not the way I see it. Can you explain to me what you mean? What are you expecting from physical therapy? And they're going to tell you what physical therapy is to them. Again, it's the same thing. This is the art of the conversation, my friends. Ask the question, right? Listen to the answer going, well, physical therapy, that's going to get everybody in trouble. There are no expectations that are managed, right? Oh, well, my doctor sent me. That's going to get us all in trouble. Again, no expectations that are managed. A lot of uncertainty, right? The research says... People want an expert who will tell them their diagnosis, their problem with physical therapy. It's the problem. So why can't I go to the gym? Why do I have morning pain? And then they want a journey or a plan back to their desired outcomes. Boom. That's a physical therapy eval, right? So we have to make sure people know. So they're hanging up the phone. Am I going to get an expert? Are they going to tell me what's wrong? Am I going to get a plan? That's what this whole process is about. It's just laying that out and you start asking questions. Well, physical therapy is the same. And you're like, oh, really, Jerry? I, you know, I hear that a lot from people when they call here. Yet when people leave here, they say we're not like all the other places they've been. So would you mind if I ask you what you're expecting of us? Boom, right? You guys have all heard this, right? Again, this is the, I gotta, I gotta be listening. I must be listening so I can respond to these things, right? So that I can make sure that I know their problem, their expectations, so I can get them set up with the expert who will be seeing them for an hour and taking a deep dive into their history. We'll take them through a hands-on movement assessment and we'll discuss with them why they are having difficulty getting back to the gym pain-free and why they have that pain in the morning. And then there'll be some treatment, right? Probably some exercises for you, Jerry. And then lastly, Jerry, the big thing, you and Dr. Jane Doe at the end of all this, She's going to sit down with you and she's going to take you through what we call your plan of care. She's going to show you a map to your journey back to the gym pain-free and no pain in the morning. She's going to talk about treatment services, the length of the visits, the duration of the visits, all of it with you at the end of this, right? And that's really what you're coming for on Thursday. I used to sell that plan of care just like that on the phone calls, right? So if we get to the end of that, right, in the recap I talked about, right? Then all we got to do is repeat what we said. All right, Jerry, let me just recap this call with you. Let me just review the call with you. And I'm going to go back, making sure they know they have an expert who's going to tell them what the problem is and is going to give them that plan of care. Make sure they know their time, right? The paperwork, everything, right? And this is that, again, the art of the conversation where this started around the acknowledgement to get control of the conversation, to make sure you maintain control of the conversation, to make sure you know the better questions to ask so that you can get the answers you need. And then you respond to the answers. You don't just go on to the next questions so that you can build this, right? This picture based on their problems and their expectations that there is no better place in town for them. And that's what you're preventing is when they hang up the phone, them going, I need to call a couple more places. I tell everybody, if that person hangs up and goes, man, I called the right place wow, that was different, right? Then you've done your job well. And that's all on you. Because I'm going to tell you right now, most people have a list of places and they're just trying to figure out when to stop calling. Cool. Lots of stuff in here. Probably didn't go as deep as I wanted. There'll probably be a part three, the next episode. 
but I want to keep going through this. And I'll tell you what, I promise you in the next one, I'll talk you through straight through a phone call, right? So you can hear it flow. And the thing is, is you and I both understand it can go and jump many different directions. And I won't do that on the next call. We'll just go through one. I mean, on the last episode, I took you through that call. That person just wanted to know their price. You know what I like about that call is you just got off the phone. You didn't need to be on the phone any longer with them. And now you're free to do the other things you need to do or take a call with someone that wants to have the conversation. But that person hung up and went, wow, that was cool. She was really good, right? And I kind of laughed because I'm like, yeah, they just won their cost. So I told them I'd get their cost because they didn't want to have any other conversation. They go, yeah, they were really nice over there. She took good care of me, right? Or he took good care of me. And I'm laughing going, yeah, just ask him what he wanted to do next. Tried to get him to go the other direction. No, but he's like, cool. Yeah, that place was cool. Just one of my costs. They got me my costs. How'd it go? It was too expensive. I'm like, I don't care, right? If you want to price shop, we'll never win. And we don't want to be a commodity. So go price shop, All right? So next one, we'll go deeper. I'll take you through a call. And then probably the episode after that, we're going to talk about selling the expert versus a commodity, which is really, really, really important because most of you all, most of the calls I listen to, most of the calls I make, there is this constant weaving back and forth between talking about experts, but then making it about a commodity. And you don't want to be a commodity because it's that other example. It was 150. I found a place down the street for 120. And you're like, really? That's what a commodity is. I put an expert. People will drive for an expert. People will wait for an expert. People will pay more for an expert. So, right, that's what? Step three, right? Acknowledge problem to be solved, expectations. Then we sell the expert, right? These just, again, these all build on each other through this conversation. All right. Appreciate your time. I hope you're getting some good stuff out of this. You're probably going to have to listen to these middle ones three or four times to really draw the most stuff out of them. But that's the way I want them to be, right? This is the hard part, man. Can't measure it. You can't, right? Can't taste it. You can't see it. You can feel it for sure, right? You can hear it when you're listening to the calls. So that's the way I want this to go. All right. Cheers, all. Thanks again. Thank you for listening today to the podcast. Here's what I want you to do next. Um, if you want to stay in touch or want more information on the doing of all this, then I highly recommend and I really want you to go over to my YouTube page, Jerry Durham PT, J-E-R-R-Y-D-U-R-H-A-M. There is just so much content, videos added weekly, if not daily and you will be able to bury yourself and immerse yourself into this content and learn all you need to know to start implementing some of the things we talked about today second thing i want you to do is just jump in feet first over at my facebook group what's best for the patient is best for business daily interactions right i'll be there you can have discussions with other people you can ask me questions i post there frequently post videos i share information there so it's a place to stay up to date and be very interactive with other people who have the same goals and mindset that you do and want to create this business this healthcare practice that will scale and grow and give you financial performance cheers all